This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hello and welcome to Anatomy of Us, a show dedicated to bringing real help to real couples. I'm your host, Melanie Studley. What's up, guys? My name is Seth Studley. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist, and together we are high-performance marriage coaches. We are cutting through the bullcrap and creating a movement of happy, healthy, badass couples all over the world. Let's go! Hey guys, we are back for our fifth and final Foo episode, and it is called Do Not Let Your Foo Define You. And this is an episode all about how to not let the foo that you grew up in sort of move your life and dictate it because you have choices. You are more than the foo. I am more than my foo. I want to be different. True. In a lot of ways, and I want to be the same in a lot of ways. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So we're going to talk about uh, what, what this episode is aiming for for you to have real conversations first with yourself and then, of course, with your spouse mm-hmm. about, wait a minute, how have we been defined by our foo and how are we playing out that same narrative within our foo right now? Because remember, you are creating and building the foo, the family of origin that your kids are growing up in right mm-hmm. now. You know, 20 years from now, they're going to have a podcast about their crazy foo and you're going to go, hmm. I did that. Thanks. Right. Well, I want to comment on that. Like you're creating the food that your kids are experiencing right now. So we just got done interviewing actually Ramit Seti, but the interview will come out later. Seti is his last name. Uh, But so he was talking about the family of origin impact on how we see money. Mm -hmm. Right. And uh, like his story of a guy not wanting to talk about it in front of his daughter. So he would sort of spare her this boring, frustrating money stuff because he thought whatever. And it makes me think of this. So like your kids are watching how you navigate everything. Mm -hmm. So if you have even little, little, little kiddos are watching and feeling and and like experiencing how you navigate everything. What are you laughing at? Uh, How you talk about money, how you talk about bills, finances, chores in the house, everything, right? And there's a guy, an awesome guy in the Badass Husband, go to badasshusband.com. Uh, in, the in, in the mastermind and mm-hmm. he's kind of saying this tongue in cheek and if you're listening you'll know exactly who you are but sometimes also how we talk about sex and relationships you know obviously not explicitly in front of kids but it's hilarious because sometimes he's like oh, i know he tells about. the kids to chill the f out and be like dude i'm trying to have sex with your mom tonight <laughs> <laughs> Which is and really I'm like, funny. you say that? Are you kidding me? He's like, yeah, I've said it before. They're old enough to be like, oh, okay. So what's he? What, I mean, first of all, it's hilarious. And if you knew this guy, it's double hilarious. Uh, yeah, triple hilarious. And then thirdly, it's normalizing, right? right? Like Hattie, our daughter, loves it when we kiss. She says, hey, mom, dad, kiss. Mm-hmm. She, yeah, she'll she ask watches us kiss, right? And she just gets all the chemicals. She's like, oh, that is safe she and th- secure. My world is is contained in a good way. When we right? went on that walk, were you remember we went on a Thanksgiving day walk and we went up to the church next door and we were walking on the trails and stuff. <clears throat> she was out in front of us and she turned around and just watched us walk holding hands. Mm-hmm. And it was like her whole world just made sense. Like hearts and roses and yeah. love and teddy bears. Like her 
you could tell like all the dopamine was going off and it was really, really cute. But like, there's a lot to say about, it's not just the things you teach your children, like in air quotes, teach them. You're teaching by every move you make, how, how you do or don't talk to your spouse, what you say, what you do and don't talk about, how you treat strangers, how you treat homeless people, how you treat people who have more money than you. How, like all of these things are being absorbed how, how by your you, kids all you of tip, the time. You know, like yeah. if, if your kids see, you know, when you use your debit card and the thing comes up 10, no, yeah, 10, 15 or 20. Um, and ah, this is my bone to pick with Seattle. People, some baristas are like including like 30 and 35% tip. And like, that's only one of the options. Starbucks I'm like, just started doing you're that. not going to do that to me. I always tip 20%. I, no matter what the service is, which is a mind shift around that, but um, you're not going to, you're not, you're not going to zap me. You mean a, a minimum of 20%. Minimum, yeah. minimum. Yeah. Minimum of, of that. But your kids are seeing that. Oh dad, why'd you press 10? Why'd you press mm-hmm. 15? Why'd you press no tip? Starbucks just added that. Did you know? Did you see that? I noticed that yesterday. Yeah. When I, yes. I drove through the Starbucks with Mariner on like Friday or something or whatever day it was. Mm. And I was like, oh, weird. Like that's. That's a whole nother thing we could talk about. Like the social. Not, but. Social. Yeah, there it is. Societal. I do want to okay. say another thing too. If you're intrinsically distrustful of people, your kids will learn that. I know that firsthand. A friend of mine is going through that. Her husband distrusts everyone. And so now her kids in their teenage and early adult years just distrust Everyone, like the government, everyone. Don't like trust friends. Uh, you can trust everyone. the government. Just ask an Indian. Oh, geez. Okay. Those shirts at powwows. But anyway, okay. You guys, check it out. So, don't step in the foo foo like doo doo. Uh, <laughs> don't step in it. Now that you've learned a ton about foo yourself and your spouse's family, you are more equipped than ever to be successful and navigate the sometimes crazy web of family of origin. And remember, you, if your parents literally. Uh, you, if you're a parent, you are literally creating the family of origin that your kids are experiencing right now and they're growing up with. You are doing things now that they will want to keep and things that they will want to lose and not perpetuate. So today we're going to talk about six questions and directives that you can ask yourself and of course ask your spouse um, around, okay, what do we want to perpetuate? What do we not want to perpetuate? Six questions. Are you ready? I'm going to ask in real time. We're going to model this conversation. So number one, what do you, Melanie Dolan-Reich, Neil Studley, <laughs> what do you absolutely want to keep in your life and marriage that specifically comes from your family of origin? The Reichert side of the family, what do you want to keep and perpetuate in the Studley crew? Um, I think the like... Wrong answer. Number two. <laughs> the uh, always have your backness that my parents display. Like no matter, I mean, especially growing up as a teenager and stuff. I mean, I remember one time my car broke down in like almost Olympia. I was so far away from. So how far is that from your house? I don't know. It was like an hour away. Okay. And uh, I think it was sort of by chance, like Jesse and dad and Rusty, like everyone was sort of out that direction anyway, near like uh, Wahilut or whatever it is. Right. Um, They were out that way. But it's like in four minutes, you've got a family member right there. Mm-hmm. There's no like, oh, I did this for you last time. Ooh, like right. there's no shaming, no guilt, no ever, ever, ever a bad feeling about one of my siblings or parents helping you out like that. And that's what uh So if a, you need help, usually no questions asked, like, oh, you got it yourself. No, not usually, like no questions asked. No like questions I will asked. be there. I will drop the, I'm in a meeting, I'm in a thing, I'll I will see you in ten minutes. Hang tight, like be safe. Like that, mm. that like 
huge safety net of all of basically all of my siblings and parents. Okay. I want to keep that. Like our dog Skid, he was the most loyal hound in the Puget Sound. What does that have to do with anything? Loyalty. <laughs> Loyalty. Okay. Respect. Doug's not loyal. Doug just peed on our garbage can, but Skid, Doug's he was an loyal. <laughs> Doug has no brain. Zero. That's what makes him so great. His family of origin didn't last long. Listen. (laughs) Because they're not smart. He's the best. Okay. Anyway, so uh, anything else that you absolutely want to keep? Oh, I thought I could only have one. Um, No, you can. It's multi-answer. There is a element of frugality that I like about my family of origin that I want to keep. Frugality. Like it's not even, it's not just frugality. It's a, it's like a testing of things. Like, do you really need that? Do you really need the like testing of the spirits, like the Bible says? <laughs> like it's testing of like the new version of the whatever or the expense more expensive car. Like I actually really value that. When have they like asked it. that of you? Like you wanted to buy something expensive? Like give me a real Oh, there's story. oh it's not necessarily the asset of me, but it's of you can see it through my family all the time. It's like, okay, you get the Tahoe, the good one. You get the one, the model that's good. And you keep it for 20 years mm-hmm. and then you get the next, and it might not even be the newest one. It's just, you, you like research, you it's are like, very that's the good one. Like, it's prudent and it's, prudent. I okay. just, I really love prudence in general. Hmm. Um, and so I think it's like, there's an element of, uh, it's like examining things. It's being prudent. I like it and I want to keep that's it. That's an old timey word. I love, I wouldn't to name one of our kids prudence. I know. Next time we get a dog, we can name that prudence. <gasps> prudence. That would be so cute. That made you really happy. It did. I knew it would. That's my authentic happy sound. <laughs> you just heard it. <laughs> and you literally get a gleam in your eye. I I'm gasp, like, okay. and then I think of what the prudence will look like. She's going to be brown. That's that's Melanie's back, people. There it is. She didn't really go anywhere, I'm just saying. Okay, so um, you, with the ears that is listening, um, what number one, what do you absolutely want to keep in your life and marriage that comes specifically from your foo? Why didn't you answer? I'm gonna, but I'm just reiterating the question. What do you want to keep from your foo? You want to see more of in your own family? Let's see. My family, and we've said this before, they like to have fun. Generally, uh, and it's not just like fun, like, okay, spend all your money every second and go, oh, I got 20. How can I go have fun with it? Mm-hmm. Not, not like that. But just in, in general, I think especially my, my mom, she's always there to have fun. and She I have, has like really goofy fun. Sorry, I did not mean to interrupt you. Like, like goofy fun, like carefree. When, when, when she's having fun, it's really fun to be around, mm-hmm. around her. And so is my dad. Like, and, and, and this isn't just like, oh, well, yes, yeah, everybody's fun to be around if they're in a good mood. I, it's, not, it's not like that. It's like, oh it's like this may sound weird it it's almost like that is their zone of genius mm-hmm. they are bringing their full selves they're not like mm-hmm. um shy about it they're not reserved they're not self-conscious mm-hmm. are you kidding especially my mom yeah. like when she starts dancing and stuff mm-hmm. i mean she can w- literally be wearing a two-piece bathing suit yeah and and she's also down for anything mm-hmm. i really like that part about my mom she's like okay, yeah, I'll try it. Like eat a ton of wasabi just for mm-hmm. fun or yeah. like jump in the pool or do something crazy. Or um, just on this last time of vacation, it was a massive thunderstorm down in Charleston. Oh, yeah. And if, you, <laughs> if you're beach. in the South in the summer, the rain squalls just come through and it's like you're in a shower times a thousand 
and then it goes away. And we were out on the beach, and Tough and my mom decided they got. No, we weren't out of the beach. We were up at the house. We were looking up at the house, at but, the but storm. Tough, Tough and Mom said, "Hey, let's go get in the ocean in the crazy rain." And they had fun, and it's it's, it's it was just like a, lot a of fun, storm, right? and they literally ran. And she's what sixty something. Yeah, so it's just it's it's yeah. fun. It's not like oh, I don't want to get wet or overthinking it or sand or blah. Not none of that. She's like, boom, let's do it, and mm-hmm. it's really fun to be around. So. That is one thing that I absolutely want to keep and continue to perpetuate in our boo, our mm-hmm. family wardrobe. All right. As you can probably assume, number two, what do you absolutely want to leave behind forever, in all caps, forever from your family of origin? This may be easier to identify because you've probably been hurt by them. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So what is one thing that you're like, every corner I turn, every chance I get, I do not want to perpetuate this in my family of origin, my marriage with Seth, my mom career to, to our kids. I don't want that. In parenting. Right. right. Um, yeah, I think in for me and from my family of origin, what I want to leave behind forever uh, is the like, what would the word be? Uh, like the cancel culture, cancel culture. And it's, it's not even in my parents necessarily. It's in the like younger generation of my extended family, which is interesting. Mm. But there's this, a culture of, there's a cancel. They poo-poo stuff. Yes, they put it, and I'm trying to think of the word for it. It's it's like it's poo-poo. It's partially cancel culture, but part of it too is um, this like anxiety-based desire to stay as small and do not take any risks and do not at all put yourself out there. Like there's this element of like risk is always bad. Um, so a risk-averse type of situation. yeah. There's like a risk aversion. There's a uh, but it's all really, they're kind of all unaware of it, I think. But but not like a <clears throat> prudent risk aversion, like, hey, Mike and Dawn and extended family, I just got $250,000. I want to go drop it on Bitcoin. Sounds like a good idea. And full body tattoos. <laughs> yeah. They would be, they, and so we're not saying like, oh, they would just instantly say no. They'd be like, uh, no, because that's right. a dumb thing to do, mm-hmm. right? You're saying more of a kind of like they they jump the gun and automatically default. Mm-hmm. Say, it's like an insular. What's going to go wrong? Yeah, it's like okay. an isolating inward, like anxiety driven. Things are all bad. Think pe- new people are bad. New places are bad. New food is bad. Just stay small, stay home. Keep like build a little cohort and never go anywhere. And it, mm. again, it's not a judgment. It's just something that I don't want to perpetuate. I am the opposite of that. Like I want to go all the places, eat all the food, meet all the people, see all the things like, um, and so that, but it is something I actively have to go like, Ooh, that is, uh, that's an element of my family of origin that I don't want to, Mm -hmm. um, accidentally lay onto my kids and make them wade through. Now you said something that's a good point that makes me want to reiterate this. We have talked about it in the foo series. You said, and this isn't a judgment, Yeah. right? So as we said, a differentiated person can look at things objectively without judgment Mm -hmm. and then make a choice, right? You're not saying, yeah, and my dad was this and I'm never going to be like him. Right, yeah. Never! Oh, whoa. Oh, whoa. (laughs) I'm never going to be like him because this and this and there's just judgment all around. (laughs) Never! Never! Totally side note. We saw a rat run across the road two nights ago. Oh, yeah. And we both immediately began speaking about Ratatouille. And I said, he's just trying to get his basil. Like, he just ran across. It's just all he's doing. No, he had his anyway, chef that, Tom Ray Dupree. No. Tom de Chevre Dupree. Yeah, that kind it's of. It's lightning-y. That's fancy, anyway. fancy cheese. So, you, so notice that, people. That was a differentiated thing. Like, hey, there's no judgment on this. I am simply saying, <clears throat> I know this way. 
this one way. I am choosing objectively, differentiatedly Mm -hmm. to be this way. And there's nothing wrong with that. In Mm -hmm. fact, it is very, very, very healthy. Right. So, okay. I wouldn't even know who my family was if they weren't that way. I was thinking, I was talking to Tuff about something like that earlier. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I can't even imagine my family being a different family. I mean, so that's, imagine that's that. That's the thing. Like, like, can you? Will you be like, no. I would just fall over. You blow me over like. Like if you met, if you met your sister or if I met like my brother or something in a youth group, I don't know why we're adults are hanging out in a youth group, but that's the example. I'd be like, cool, man. All right. Yeah. And, and that's it. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like that's you wouldn't the, really that's the weird it. thing about family. That's I okay. You t- you like your example was not at all what I thought you were going to say, but okay, yeah. <laughs> uh, what do you want to You're leave behind of your family of origin? Oh, okay. Oh, uh, where do we start? Just kidding. <laughs> no, not not where do we start? I I think the one and also I'm going to note that you are actively working on that. You said, yeah, and I have to work on this. It takes work, mm-hmm. people, right? And one thing that I would say is as the kids are getting older and they're having, obviously, very clear uh, opinions on their own, personalities of their own, identities of their own, I have to work hard not to perpetuate any anxious or avoidance attachment style. Yes. May I speak to that really quickly? understand what I'm saying? Can I say something about that? Sure. Um, this was something recently that we were talking about uh, that I think bears repeating and communicating is that for a lot of people, the rift in their relationship with their parents in their family of origin began in the teen years, right? Moody that's teens. when people started. That's when humans begin to have their own real personalities and then adults don't necessarily have the skill set to know how to manage that. So that can be the time that a lot of this clashing begins to happen. And really it's like the the onset of a lot of dysfunction, I think, mm-hmm. between parent and child, especially parent and adolescent and teen. And Which, so, well, hold on. Mm-hmm. So what I was going to, what I was bringing up, I said to Seth the other day, uh, I said, you know, I want you to be aware of the age of our children, like our boys, especially the older, they're 14 and what do you call it? 13 and 15. Mm-hmm. Sorry. So 13 and 15. And I said, is this the age that you sort of began to break away from your own father? Right? Like, let's just ask the question. It's not, there's no judgment. There's no right. <clears throat> like, Oh, your dad, your dad's so dumb. There's none of that. It's mm-hmm. not that mm-hmm. it's like, is this where it started in your family? Because it is definitely, again, for most people where it starts, but it also is the time that highlights that that's the stuff you didn't learn from your own parents. Right. So if it's this at 14 years old, that all of a sudden Seth starts to have his own real opinion. Mom and dad don't know what to make of it. They're the way they managed it. Didn't teach you anything helpful. Mm-hmm. So now you are at the exact sort of juncture where you can either repeat what was done to you. Right. Or, okay, learn a new skill set, show do up a new way and do it differently. I'm, I'm really br- pointing that out because sometimes too trauma, like the age that you experienced a trauma, mm-hmm. especially if it was from a parent and your kid hits that age and all of a sudden everything feels like it's out of control and you don't know how to manage it. It's because that, that's like the age that you didn't learn a thing. That makes sense? Yeah. It's like, uh, say that you were walking down a trail 
when you were a kid and you were with your mom or dad, right? And okay, you're walking down a trail. Something happened, either, I don't know, your, your parent got mad at you or <clears throat> something happened. Say you fell and broke your leg, right? At this one spot near the oak tree, right next to the ravine and the creek, right? And you revisit that trail as an adult and you're walking with your kid. Do you think as a parent, when you go by that spot, that whatever the trauma or the unresolved stuff, you think when you go by that spot, like the physical spot, you're going to be like, hmm, nothing to see here. Totally cool. <laughs> no, <laughs> no stuff might come up in you that mm-hmm. will directly affect your relationship with your kid. They'll be like, dad, what's, what is this? What's going on? Right. You know what I'm saying? And then, so you're, you're per- perpetuating right. what was, you might become hyper protective or afraid or anxiety or right. whatever. And then you just hand it over to your kid. You go, here, yeah, you might I have come this at anxiety. Him. I didn't work through. You might, exactly. You might come at him sideways mm-hmm. or whatever. So the, anxious and avoidance parts that I can get into, I don't want to perpetuate that right. anymore. Mm-hmm. See yeah. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, okay, this is good. Uh, number three, what are new things that you want to bring into your marriage and family with this guy and with those kids? <laughs> For me, um, I've been thinking a lot about this and our interview with Ramit, I think really pointed it out, which I'm excited for y'all to hear it next week, but, um, or not next week, next month. Next month. So, uh, one of the things that I want to add into is I want to actually have more conversations about um, like dreaming as a family of Mm. how we want to live differently. Mm -hmm. I know that sounds really weird and it might not feel like maybe what you were asking me, but I want to... No, this is something different. Like uh, you you want to have deep conversations and be on the same collective mindset mm-hmm. with all the kids. Mm-hmm. Hey, kids, you want pizza for tonight? I mean, that's a obviously very small answer. Oh, say it's a restaurant. Cascadia. Hmm. I got the taste for Indian food tonight. Oh, nobody else in the family does. Bajorong. Oh, wrong place. That's Thai food. Yeah. Um, Indian food. <laughs> What's the place we would in Non and Curry? Non and Curry, right? Um, uh, and you know, we were talking about moving to Nashville recently, right. And still haven't completely ruled that out, but whatever, that is what it is. And it's like, okay, if I and you were the only people that wanted to do it Mm. and the kids were like just losing their minds on it and whatever, then we would rethink that. Mm -hmm. Right. So you're say, okay, I want a collective consciousness, if you will, around our family and big decisions. Yeah. (laughs) Makes sense. What are you smiling at? What did you just make me think? Collective consciousness. Eckhart Tolle. Nope. I want to know. Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull. Collective consciousness. There's 12 aliens. That's all I can think of right now. But I, real life, I, real story. I want to, I want to have conversations that turn into movement and change around how we want to live really, really intentionally with our children. Mm-hmm. Like, Actually, Ramit was like, do you want to travel the world for two years with your kids? And I was like, yes, sign me up yeah. Like when he said that. But but that is something that is so far removed from my family of origin. And again, no judgment. It's just not anything we did, not any way we thought, um, not anything on our radar at all. We wouldn't have done that. Um, but I, I want to do that with our kids. I We have very different right. entrepreneur-minded kiddos and we're entrepreneurs and we are adventurous. And that's something that I want to bring in. Like, and here's the thing we are bringing in that. Right? Yeah. Like, I mean, I want to do it even to more, a, a, a degree of more. Right. Like what, what are the new things that you want to bring in your marriage and family? Uh, for me, a lot of the same things, you know, I want to continue to do what we have been doing 
and expand on that, Mm -hmm. grow it, like actually make it bigger, go on more trips, go exercising more, play more board games, play, you know, more outside stuff, get more dogs for a dog farm because that's what you love. You don't want more dogs. I want it because you like it and the (gasps) dogs like it. So of course I do. I may make fun of it, but that is... and Siri, come. There's a a black tri puppy. I could get her. You're getting off context. And I'll need a male named Paul. Right. So, so, okay, that's the actual perfect... And we could call their baby scones. (laughs) They had a dozen. (laughs) Keep on. It's perfect. This is an actual, like, real life in context thing. You love dogs. Every kid that we have loves dogs. I like dogs, but do I want a dog farm explicitly? No, that's not on my radar. Just like you don't want to endure a motorcycle to go up in the mountains and drive around. You don't around. know. You haven't asked me. Do you want to endure a motorcycle to drive around I don't around know the what that is. <laughs> it's a dual sport. I'm just kidding. KTM 600. Is it get, the thing that, uh, that hunky price. Scottish guy rode across the mountains? Yeah. Ewan McGregor, is that an enduro sport? Yeah, that's a dual yeah. sport enduro type It looks of thing. 80s. Yeah, it looks awesome, right? So anyway... I don't know what's happening. Our 1,000 dogs are barking. Anyway, uh, the dog farm, that would be a collective thing. I, so I, I want to more of that. Like, oh, everybody in the family likes it. Hmm. If the family is happy and content and stuff, and it's like making them industrious by selling the dogs, being responsible for taking care of them mm-hmm. and all this stuff. It's like, oh, there's a lot of stuff wrapped in that. So yes, I would like to do that mm-hmm. more of it. So That okay. makes me happy. Well. Dog farm, here we come. Why not? Dog farm USA, Right. Um, so I, here, here's number four, and this is more of like a point to remember. The main thing are the three questions that we ask at the, at the get, what do you want to keep? What do you want to get rid of? And what do you want to add into? Mm-hmm. Right? So those main three questions are the, the crux of all this. And then number four, remember you are your own person. No one is you and no one controls you. Anger management example. Oh, <laughs> that was a note by the way. <laughs> Anger um, management example. So here's what we're saying. Um, so although we come from family of origins, all of us do, you can still be your own individual differentiated person while being respectful to the whole system that you come from, mm-hmm. right? Just because grandma likes something does not mean that you have to. Mm-hmm. Just because dad and mom say, oh, this is a good house, this is where you should live, does not mean that you have to, right? And those are real, real world pressures. Mm-hmm. And the anger management example is when I used to work with uh, boys, you know, I'd like ask them, and I've talked about this before. It's like, okay, I get some sort of object um, for you watching or not watching. I'm holding a pen and I'll put it on the table and go, hey, because all these boys say, oh, that dude made me mad or he made me um, Beat him you know, up. Uh, bust the window. In fact, just last week, I was talking to a, a guy that had therapy and he had a lot of stress going and he kept on saying, all these people are going to make me go off. Mm. If... If, if they keep on doing this, they're going to get what they asked for mm. because they made me do it. They're ma- I'm like, Yikes. bro, uh, no, that's not how it works. But anyway, the anger management example is, okay, hey, Johnny, can I um, make this pen levitate just by looking at it? You know? Oh, well, no, you can't. I'm like, okay, well, I have to move it around. I have to physically do something, right? So just in that example, no one can make you mad. Mm-hmm. Just like I can't make you levitate or, or make this pin, you know, rise mm-hmm. up and fly across the room. I can pick it up and throw it against the room, right. but I did something physical to it, mm-hmm. right? So you can have ownership in that. I can't make you mad. I can't make you do anything. Um, uh, and let's see. Uh, wait a minute. Uh, 
What? Oh, so this is funny. This came from uh, <clears throat> another conversation. Uh, this is just an example of you are your own person. And uh, a, a, a friend in the men's group was recently at a Thanksgiving dinner. And um, <laughs> this is how you can be different from your family of origin. And one of the relatives, the dis- dif- distant relatives, started out the sentence of, I'm not racist, but... Right. So, of course, if you say anything like that, you're like, oh, wait a minute. There's some crazy story coming out of this. Right. So that person could have gone, what? This, this, this. You are your own person. They, because they said something crazy, mm-hmm. can elicit emotions in you, but they can't make you mad. They can't make you pick up the turkey and chuck it at them because they were talking about <laughs> right. crazy stuff. You know what I'm saying? So you are your own person mm-hmm. in all of this. Remember that. So number five. This is an excellent opportunity to be reminded of what you like and what you don't like of your respective foos. What does that mean? Like what I like and don't like of your foo? Yeah. Was it, oh, that you want me to say more it than that? It can be a conversation. It can be a conversation. Are we having the conversation right now? Yeah. Oh, okay. What do you like about my family? We'll start that one. Um, well, I've, we've said this in past episodes, but I think your family's ability... And I think it kind of clarified it even more because you said, oh, my family likes to have fun. Well, have fun is super nonspecific, mm-hmm. but your family likes to have a very particular type of fun. They love to be really goofy and it's always like clean. It's never like you're not putting anybody else down. Mm-hmm. You're not, um, it's, there's not drugs and alcohol. It's like a really, really particular type of fun that your family likes to have. And uh, G-rated fun? Just goofy innocent fun yeah, gee. like d- goofy <laughs> uh just like there'll be a song on the radio from you know 1972 and they'll just start dancing like crazy hilarious mm-hmm. and you're like what are we doing or like they'll just go i don't know there's something really really uh playful and youthful about the way that your parents and family like to have fun and that's something that i really want to mm. continue and we do that like we do if I started dancing that. in front of my mom or any other family member, what would they do? Immediately dance, unless it they was would, some weird setting. That, they would but just they would, do it too. Yeah, and that's, immediately. that's just fun, right? And they would try to do it exactly how you were doing yeah. it, and they'd like stand next to you, which right. makes it even funnier. Which is funny. Like we, as if it was supposed to happen. Like your mom it. just goes, okay, we here we go, and yeah. now I'm doing it. Yeah, so uh, a thing that um, I like about your family is a lot of along the same lines of that's loyalty, like, okay, yep, we will help. We're there for you kind of thing. Um, I really appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I have benefited from that as well. Mm-hmm. And it's a nice, good thing to uh, have. And I want to see more of it in our family mm-hmm. as well. So, okay. And number six, this is the last one. Uh, create a foo manifesto. Create a family of origin manifesto. You're like, okay, what are you talking about a manifesto? Things just got weird. Seth's a communist now. No, I'm not a commie. I want you to think about these things. Answer these questions with, your spouse, for yourself, and then also um, uh, think about, okay, what, what, how do you want it to look like? Like we can co-create exactly what we want, right? If you and me had, if you and I were assigned an art project in college, said, okay, Seth, you get, you know, a black marker and a purple marker. Melanie gets a pink one and a yellow one. You guys create something. You have one hour. Mm -hmm. We could co-create it. We would communicate. We go, you know, I really like this. I like this here. I want to create this. I want to put some stuff there. You're going to have some ideas. I'm like, yeah, those are cool too. I'm going to have some ideas. So you can co-create a family of origin manifesto for you 
your spouse, and your family. I want a, a document, a rule book, or a playbook, even about what you value and what you need in your life, what you cherish, and basically how you want to live. And this talks about all kinds of stuff. We, we talk about biopsychosocial, spiritual all the time. I'm going to add a financial in that. Mm-hmm. It's one thing that we really need to do. Mm-hmm. Biopsychosocial, spiritual, financial model mm-hmm. of how you want your family to be. And if it's just like in your mind, like, oh, I got a great idea. You know, when that weird time right before you go to bed, you always have great ideas and stuff like that. Well, I want you to move, do more with those ideas, those thoughts that are in your mind. Put them on paper. Put them on paper so where you can read about it, so you can like get together and create a foo manifesto. Does that make sense? Yeah. I want to talk about that, uh, what we would want to create. Is that what you were thinking? Yeah. Before that, I want to share that you just said do more. And the other day, Hattie was trying to remember the bear from the movie Brave. <laughs> if you remember the name of the bear, the big black scary bear, his name was Mordu. Mordu. And Hattie was like, what's the bear's name? Uh, so she said, Dormu? Do more. <laughs> Mordu. <laughs> it was that so funny. That sounds like an Irish or a Scottish like whiskey or something. Mordu. 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 Uh, and the other thing that was hilarious, Vintage. the time that Mariner tried to say turtle, but oh, he couldn't remember and he was like five and he was like turtle, tor- tortoise, oil, tortoise. It was great. Anyway, tur-tool. kids, they're fun. They are fun. Have some. Okay. So let's talk about briefly. What, what do we want? What do we want this thing to look like people? Um, I want to, I'll start from like a practical perspective. Um, I, and I, this is sort of like my dream vision board of, relationships. Oh, he's gone. Seth is gone. If you're watching online, he left. Keep going. He's are you all right? What happened to your eyes? You have a headache. Uh-oh. Um, but from a practical perspective, I think of things like I do want a dog farm. I want a much larger fenced area in our dog farm. I want a barn for the dogs. Um barn farm. Barn farm. We farm barns. Uh, I want to. I want to have a lot more fun than we currently have. Which I think, if we had a property with like a big, like a like the one we looked at the other day with like a big arena mm. and a huge barn, like we just in Seattle, you need covered spaces that are heated. Um, and so I was thinking, like moving in Sparta. <laughs> I just said to somebody that we refer to that all the time. <laughs> time uh in ladies group coaching women's group coaching you'll know what i'm talking about anyway uh i want family of origin wise to have uh i want more celebrating of fun things i want to travel more i want to like talk about fun ideas i want to i want to create fun things with our children now like i feel like we're almost to that point where we can start doing that um in like a podcast production blog vlog production mm-hmm. um that for me <clears throat> is stuff I want to do and think about big adventures like going to Egypt, megalithic marvels, 40th birthday celebration. Go fund me. <laughs> send Melanie to Egypt. <laughs> <laughs> one way ticket. Her, send her back to the aliens. Uh, you but, didn't hear that part. Oh, did you? I heard it. So <laughs> it's stuff like that. Like I want that. I know that might sound vague, but I want our family to be brave, kind, loving, respectful, wise with money. I want us to help other people out. I want to be generous as a family. I want to be adventurous. Um, and I want to celebrate the things we love. So if it's cooking, taekwondo, and dogs, 
Let's celebrate those things. Yeah. And like Ramit Seti was saying, like, it'll be embarrassing almost like how niche down it is where mm-hmm. you're like, no, these are the things that we care about. I don't care about these other ones. Right. Um, and that's kind of exciting to me. But what about you? Uh, a lot of the same things, uh, adventure, uh, growth mindsets, working towards, um, I like things that other people don't do. So everyone does things. So there's a lot. Um, hashtag Enneagram number four. I'm the only one who likes to travel anywhere. Nobody can do it like I can. Apparently. <laughs> so what are the things that you do that nobody else likes? Which is silly. I wouldn't know about them if other people hadn't done them before. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> right. But there was only like one ever. And that was the second one. So that's the third most of them. Keep on. Uh, what things do you want to do? A lot of those similar things. I, I like pushing myself physically. I like doing things and taking the kids and doing things with you that maybe you didn't think that was possible. Like, oh, nobody does that. But we've done a lot of things where we have gotten pushback on nobody. Does. So again, I'm not, okay, that is general. But like we talked about it with Ramit today. Like taking your, you know, a thousand year old grandma uh, thousands of miles to a different country. Like a, not, not a lot of people do that. But mm-hmm. doing those things that not a lot of people do is a zone of genius. And I love it. And I love sharing that with not only you, mm-hmm. but with our kids as well. And in my mind, it's like, oh, they did stuff that was hard, was unconventional, was fun, was adventurous, and they're a better person for it. Mm-hmm. Like the adventure, the experience mm-hmm. of it, right? Like, you know, by experiences, not things mm-hmm. kind of situation going on. Um, and that's that's what I that's what I value. And hopefully if you guys value these same things, you really can create and heal and empower and grow, repair and love and maintain and put boundaries on all you hold dear. Like mm-hmm. 10 years ago, maybe you and I didn't think this way or maybe 15 years ago, mm-hmm. right? We've done a lot of growth, right? Mm-hmm. But we have done a lot of those cool things that if somebody pitched that 15 years ago, we would go, oh man, that sounds neat. Mm-hmm. I don't think I'll ever do it, but it sounds cool. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's scary. You know what I'm saying? So like looking at it like that, I want to continue things like that. Mm-hmm. Like, Oh, Egypt? Okay. Mm-hmm. Obviously, people. Kevin Melissa went there. I know. Obviously, I was like, I feel so there. stupid. I'm like, I'm basically just copying her life. <laughs> Miss Kev on stage. We're not copying. They value adventure and experiences, and so do we. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't have to be Egypt. It can be Argentina. Oh, no, 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 no. It has to be Egypt. All in one go. In a hot air balloon. No, that's, if you, that's if pushing you my really loved me, that's pushing my boundaries. After I had kids, my, scared man. You would do my round the world trip. That's what I want to do. In a hot air balloon? No, silly. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to ask one final, or like offer one final thought experiment. Okay. Um, let's think. Uh, let's imagine forward and think retrospectively. Let's say mm-hmm. it's January first, twenty twenty four. So a year has elapsed so a year since and a right month now. From now. Okay. Mm-hmm. 13 months. Got it. How do you want to have grown in oh. our family of origin? Mm. Very, very, as many specific things as possible. Like I want to get better at talking to our kids about this. Like how do you want to have grown in a year from now? Family of origin 
related. Hmm. That's a good question. I know. It is. Dead air for a reason. Crickets hit it. Now let's think for a minute. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Would you answer the question set? I, I was going to sing. <laughs> Sorry. People are going to hear my singing voice. How do, you want, how do you want to have grown in a year uh, the, from now? The first thing that came to my mind, well, okay, I'll be honest. The first thing, that, the very first thing that came to my mind was financially. Like, mm-hmm. let's bonkers money, right? <laughs> but then... That went away and was quickly replaced with relationships. Let's bonkers money. Right. So let's bonkers relationships. Yeah, let's let's bonkers relationships. And no, I'm I'm serious. Like, okay, yeah, first money, yes, the great, obviously awesome, sure. But then, oh, what is actually more important than that? Relationships. Mm-hmm. Relationships with Crunchman, with Nixon, and with Pickle. <laughs> and then obviously with you too. Like, oh, being awesome relationship like man this feels so good we're just in deep relationship we understand one another better we get along better it's emotionally intimate and then especially with the kids I was laying in bed last night it's like oh wait a minute our, our kid's 15 you know what I'm saying so continuing to foster that relationship and like we did some funny things this morning just me and Mary and I was like that's awesome I really like that mm-hmm. and then in the last I don't know a couple of weeks I see a change in him and I's relationship. Mm-hmm. Not that it was bad before, mm-hmm. but it's just morphing into something different. And I love how it feels. So mm-hmm. relationships. So maybe you? if you want to grow relationships, maybe don't send me on a one-way trip to Egypt. That's after we already went together. Oh. And you loved it so much. I wanted to divorce you and go alone. No. <laughs> We're moving there too. We're moving to Egypt. You're going first. We're really moving to Sparta. (laughs) Yeah. I don't even know where Sparta is. I don't even know. So again, uh, yeah. I mean, you're there. Somewhere. I don't know. It's not even a city. Anyway, we hope that this has been helpful. Foovember. I I loved like diving into Foovember again. I think we talked about almost 99% different things than we did the first Foovember a couple years ago. Who the Foo knows? Who the Foo knows. That's right. And we hope that you can actually take these lessons and go, oh, okay, yes, I see this. And again, if anything, you have the power to recreate, to heal, to direct and be intentional around how you show up in your family of origin. Mm -hmm. You know, like take the time to identify this stuff. It's like doing an audit. It's like, hey, I make 100000 a year and um, yeah, that's great money. But wait a minute, we have zero money. What the heck is going on? Well, maybe you haven't been on a budget. You spend way too much. You have all kinds of bills flying out. So what would you do? You would audit that. Mm-hmm. Hey, let's take a review. So this is what you're doing in, in November or as mm-hmm. November winds down. Right. Audit your family of origin. Audit yourself in your family of origin. And right. then audit how you want your family of origin currently, you, your wife, your husband, your kids, to be, to see, to feel. What do you want it to be? You have the power to do mm-hmm. it. So I hope that empowers you to go forth and create the food. Right. Uh, one last thing I want to say is it reminded me, it kind of popped in as you were saying that, and you wrote it in here earlier, but I'm not sure if we said it explicitly. Mm. But as you do that audit, as you look at your current sort of like the foo you're creating in your own relationships, 
be on the lookout for the things that um, ways that you were treated growing up or even as an adult now by your parents that you don't appreciate and check yourself. Are you perpetuating them? Mm-hmm. Are you handing them down to your kids or to your spouse? I promise you are if you haven't examined them. Right. And that's why I'm saying that like Kidding the me? hurtful thing that someone did to you, we tend to just like unknowingly just like pass it along. Like, and now I'll treat you this garbagey way and now you'll have to deal with it. So just be on the lookout for that. And like, if your spouse has said a thing where like, you're treating me the way your dad would treat me or your mom would treat you or whatever, hear them, hear them and learn Mm -hmm. from them, assess them. There's no judgment. It's just all learning. That's right. So if you want a group of other like-minded people, go to badasshusband.com, get in the mastermind. It'll change your life. I promise you. And also go to uh, anatomyofus.com forward slash women's group coaching. That will really change your life, mm-hmm. ladies. You'll get camaraderie. You'll talk about stuff rather than giving it to We're your doing spouse. We're secret Santa in one of our groups. I know. That's pretty cool. I'm but rather pumped. rather than like having the same old argument with your spouse, you're going to be able to process it with other ladies and other guys who will speak wisdom into your life. Mm-hmm. Speaking wisdom, speaking intentionality, not just a, a bitch fest of like, oh yeah, he did this too and she was love. Right. Blah. It's not that. That's not allowed. Sure, if you want to vent, fine. This happened this morning, in fact. Mm. Like, you know, one of my buddies, Paul Vetter was like, oh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, there's just like, hey, I was like, bro, what's up? You need a call. How's it going? He's like, nah, just venting totally, whatever. I hope it wasn't actually Paul. So we're going to go back to, um, hey, what are your goals? What are your objectives? We help you get there. And if you could have done it alone, you're what? You could have, you would have done it a long time ago. You would have done it by now. But guess what? We can't. So that's why we need other men in our corners. That's why you need other women in your corners for real and true and lasting growth. So you guys, thank you so much. Thank you for hanging out with Fuvember. We love you. It's been a blast. That's right. It's been a blast. We Good did job. it. We, we did, did it. it. Fuvember. Oh, okay. All right. All right, guys. Love you. See ya. Bye. Thanks for listening to Anatomy of Us. This podcast is produced by my mom, Melanie Studley, and hosted by my dad, Seth Studley. Our show is edited and published by our producer, Reva Hansen, from Creative Media Support. Special thanks to our Patreon members that get an extra episode every week. Thanks for watching. Love you. Bye.